You're listening to episode 70 of the Musicpreneur Mindset Podcast. Hey, we're Sub Radio. You're listening to the Musicpreneur Mindset Podcast. Here's your host, Suze, founder of the Rockstar Advocate. Hello, you're listening to episode 70, How to Get Rid of Shiny Object Syndrome. I'm your host, Suze, a mindset coach helping music professionals get clear on their goals and find the time to get it all done while maintaining a healthy work-life balance. I want to welcome you to the premiere episode of season three of this podcast. I want to thank you for being here with me today, and if you've been with me for previous seasons, I'm eternally grateful for giving me your time. As of today, this podcast has been downloaded over 33,000 times, and I don't take that lightly. I started this podcast on a whim, inspired by the first Musicpreneur Mindset Summit back in the fall of 2017, and I'm thrilled to still be creating episodes. My goal for this season is to bring you more amazing spotlights on musicpreneurs who are leading by example, as well as discussing topics that often get overlooked or misunderstood when it comes to the day-to-day of building a sustainable career in music. If there's a particular topic you'd like to hear about or a guest you'd like to see on the show, please feel free to reach out to me with an email. Contact me at any time, suz, S-U-Z, at therockstaradvocate.com. Today, to celebrate Season 3, I've released two brand new episodes. In addition to this one, I've released Episode 71, which is my spotlight on Ari Herstan, so be sure to take a listen to that episode as well. This episode is about something that I see musicpreneurs struggle with daily— Shiny object syndrome is just as its acronym implies. It's an SOS situation. It's something that needs to be addressed and dealt with ASAP as it far too often knocks people off the path to their goals. Shiny object syndrome is when you drop what you're doing to chase the next best thing or try the next new solution or follow the next new thought leader, abandoning what you're in the middle of working on in hopes of finding something better. It can also entail being constantly distracted by the shiny promotions and marketing we see on our Instagram and Pinterest feeds, getting lost for hours in daydreams and promises of a better life while our actual life passes us by. I've noticed it often pops up in three distinct circumstances. First, it rears its destructive head when we're embattled in fraud talk. If you remember from episode 11, fraud talk or imposter syndrome is that voice of doubt that creeps in and tells us we're not worthy of pursuing our goals. It's the voice that says, who are you kidding? You're not good enough to succeed at this. No one will ever take you seriously. What could you possibly offer that somebody else hasn't already offered? Yeah, that guy, that horrible, obnoxious, irrational voice that tried to talk us out of whatever we're going after the minute a situation gets hard and we've got to push ourselves to leave our comfort zone. When that guy is present, shiny object syndrome is free to play. This is the best time to distract you with something else that can take you away from having to stand up to fraud talk, telling it to get lost. Shiny object syndrome also allows fraud talk to get stronger while you bounce around anxiously to other ideas. When you pursue Instagram and start escaping to other possibilities than the one you've been working so hard to bring to fruition, those anxieties that fraud talk stirs up often increase as you realize everything else that everyone else is sharing online while you continue to get less and less done. Sound familiar? Enter the second situation that allows shiny object syndrome to roam free, competition. When we start to look over at what others are doing and fill ourselves with envy, that shiny object syndrome spurs us on to seek help in other areas where we feel others are beating us. 
For example, let's say you were working on your album and it was almost ready for release day. You started out feeling super confident that this was your best music yet. You couldn't wait to share it with your audience. But as release day draws near, you start to get anxious about all the work that needs to be done, so you allow yourself to get distracted online and you spend an hour on Instagram looking through all the new releases all of these other musicians have put out. Oh, Charlie's album artwork is better than mine. Who designed it? Maybe I should contact them. How much do they charge? Damn, Keisha dropped a lyric video alongside her release. I didn't think to do that. I'm so stupid. Why didn't I think to do that? I don't think I have time to make one in time for my release. Let me see if other musicians released a lyric video after they released a single. How much time does it take to create a lyric video? Ooh, an ad for a new video software that allows you to make your own lyric videos in minutes. Let me purchase this and learn how to make mine. Son of a, I was going to focus on Spotify pre-save campaigns for this release, but I had too much to do and my day job demanded so much time. But Adrian did this awesome rollout of her pre-save campaign over Instagram stories, and now if I do it, it's never going to look as cool as that one, and no one will pre-save my song, and now it's all pointless. Sound familiar? First the fraud talk and anxieties hit, and then the inevitable comparison paralysis kicks in, and forget it. SOS is all over the place, and it has completely taken over your life. Before you know it, it's 3 a.m., you've downloaded 15 different ebooks, subscribed to 30 newsletters, and nothing you had planned to get done today got completed. You wake up the next morning stressed out by all the new things you've convinced yourself you've got to learn and master before taking your next steps, and your goals that you were once focused on are buried beneath a sea of ebooks and judgments. Both fraud talk and comparison paralysis are primed to creep into your brain when you lack focus on your why and your current goal or goals. When you don't know what you're working towards, and more importantly, why you're working towards it, anxieties and irrational comparisons have an easier time taking hold. If your goal is clear, it may be too long-term of a goal. If you can't fully grasp that the rewards of all your hard work are just around the river bend, then you may want to break that goal down further until you have a closer, more short-term goal that you can work towards. When the fruits of our labor feel far off, it's easier for us to let our mind wander and find satisfaction in nonsense, instant gratification, even if that immediate gratification ends up bringing with it more frustrations and overwhelm. The third instance when shiny object syndrome takes a foothold is when we lack clarity in our goals. It's funny to me at least that the things we see as distractions are often simple joys of self-care that we foolishly deny ourselves. Binging a show on Netflix, meeting friends for dinner, taking a nap, spending time on a puzzle or other mindless hobby. But the minute we distract ourselves with social media or YouTube tutorials and ebooks that teach us something we don't yet really need in our career, we consider that productivity. This is, in fact, the perfect example of busy not equaling productive. Just because you're doing market research or learning a new skill, if it doesn't serve your current goal, it's a distraction. You're better off taking a nap when you feel anxious about what's in front of you or stressed about what's being asked of you than spending time spiraling down another avenue that's not connected to your plans. So how can we combat this SOS situation? Well, let's look at each case when it pops up because we first need to combat the environments that give it oxygen to breathe. In order to limit that amount of fraud talk, the best thing you can do is step away from what you're doing and rather than search online for help, as often you don't need help, nothing's wrong with you, you just need a shift in mindset, shut everything down and set a timer for three minutes. In those three minutes, take a pen to paper and write everything down that you're grateful for until those three minutes are up. Challenge yourself to find as many things possible to be grateful for and try to focus on you. What is it about yourself that you're grateful for? What traits? What strengths? What do you like about yourself? 
Another thing I suggest doing to silence the fraud talk is to get in the habit of saving screenshots in a file on your desktop or on your smart device of everything nice someone messages you or says about you. I save letters as well, but since snail mail is often hard to come by, create a digital snap cup, as L. Woods would call it. When you're doubting yourself, read those comments. Remind yourself that there was a time you didn't feel like a failure or useless or incapable. When it comes to comparison paralysis, the digital snap cup comes in handy for this as well. You could also shift your mindset here by complimenting the person you're comparing yourself to. Make it less about what it says or doesn't say about you and instead celebrate them. They're killing it. That's great. Congratulate them and then go kill it on your end. Use it to inspire you rather than send you into SOS land. It's also important to know that just because it looks like they're killing it online, they too could be in the middle of comparison paralysis and adding to their digital snap cup could do them some good. Lastly, when you feel that pull to get distracted, turn off all notifications on all devices, take a break from what you're currently dragging your feet on, and go map out your goals a bit further. Get reacquainted with your why. Get clear on what it may take to tweak your plans. We often drag our feet when we're either not clear on our goals or no longer connected to our goals. Think of it like a relationship that's gone stale. You've got to spice things up and reconnect to what you loved about your goals when you first created them. Luckily, if this is something you struggle with, I've created Planchella, a free five-day virtual planning event where I'll share everything I've learned over the years, not only about planning and visualizing goals, but also how to set yourself up for success while combating the shiny object syndrome and every other devilish distraction that may come your way. It will be hosted inside a private pop-up Facebook group where each day will consist of a one to two hour workshop followed by sporadic check-ins to hold you accountable. You also have 30 days to watch the replays. If you're interested in joining me, the link to RSVP is located in the show notes, therockstaradvocate.com forward slash EP70. And when you RSVP, you'll also receive a discount code for the 2020 Rockstar Life Planner. In the meantime, try out the digital snap cup, building both yours and your peers cups as well, and get going on those gratitude lists. I thank you for tuning in and celebrating the premiere of season three with me. Don't forget, this episode was one of two released today. The other was episode 71, Musicpreneur Spotlight, Ari Herstan. So if you missed it, be sure to go and give it a listen. Again, if you'd like to learn more about Planchella, leave a comment about this episode or set up a time to speak with me for free, head on over to the show notes page, therockstaradvocate.com forward slash EP70. Until next time, Rockstar, have a wonderful week and I hope to see you back here next week so we can get grounded to get rising. Take care.